Hi, everybody. This is our um, episode three of the uh, podcast mini series that we're doing um, in these next few weeks. We started last week and we'll have one more. So it'll be a four part series where we're really we're looking at demystifying the online education space. Um, we had a wonderful conversation uh, in episode one, Anne and I, um, about hybridizing our work and bringing um, our education into the online space. And, and we talked a lot about our journey. Um, last week, I also interviewed one of our most successful teachers using the transformational and embodied curriculum design work that Anne and I teach um, to hybridize and build her business. Patty Abel. That was a fantastic conversation. And today we are really excited to talk to you more about this age of transformation that we are in with online education. And this idea of the ages of uh, online course design comes from Danny Inney, who is the co-founder of uh, a company called Miracy. He's also a partner with Abe Crystal, who's the co-founder of Rizuku. That's the educational platform that Anne and I have been using for more than a decade. And we've been sharing some really wonderful resources with you in the last week or so um, that they have recently put out. And we're going to tell you more about a free three-hour intensive workshop they have coming up on the 17th, which is just a few days away. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast um, and we're going to give you all of that information. But let me just um, orient us to this idea of on the ages of online courses. Now, um, Anne, you can you can give us some more context, but I know, so Danny Inney has been in the business of online course creation for a decade, um, as well as Abe Crystal, more so probably than that. Um, and in a recent training, Danny was talking about like when online courses started coming, you know, really becoming like coming onto the scene, we were in the 2000s, let's say that first stint of time, 2000 to 2012. And we were really in the age of accessibility. It was like all of a sudden, you know, we have this technology, we have this interface, we have a worldwide reach. And then of course, like everybody else, like, well, what do we do with it? We bring education you know, into the online space. And so it was really about accessibility. And then the second phase um, was like 2012 to 2015 or something like that. I don't remember the exact uh, time frame, but it was a much shorter time frame. And it was really, um, the second phase was about convenience. So how convenient can online education be, you know, can, the accessing it on your phone, having an app, et cetera, et cetera. And then the next phase was gamification or like having it be more of a um, like entertaining experience in that period of time did not last very long. I could have those two ages mixed up, by the way. I'll double well, you, check. You have it correct. Is that right? Okay, good. And now... Um, and now we're stepping into the age of transformation. And when I heard that, I was like, man, I've been, we've been on this bandwagon the whole time. <laughs> and that as teachers of uh, body-based arts um, and techniques, we work from the place of transformation, period. That's like our home base. Like that's where we live, right? Day in and day out. Like that's the whole 
Um, and I sound like a valley girl. I said like three times. <laughs> that was four times. <laughs> um, so it's very exciting. And we've been giving this a lot of thought. And today we wanted to share with you what that even means. What does it mean to come from this place of transformation with it as a, as a priority, as a part of our integrity of what we do? And I want to open up the, the conversation and the scope a little bit to say, just because, I mean, you don't have to be a movement teacher, a somatic teacher, an embodied you know, practitioner to have transformation as one of your core values, right? Many, many, many of us who are offering services and in support of people or, or other businesses are after transformation. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about how do you do that? Um, so what's our jumping off point today, Anne, in terms of bringing transformational curriculum and education and work on into the online space? Yeah, I think we really kind of want to start with with debunking some myths. So a lot of times within the service-based industry, we provide our services within a one-hour chunk that's in-person, right? And we've created a lot of skill and a lot of craft around what can happen during that one-hour experience, you know, maybe 90-minute experience. I'm thinking of like a 90-minute massage or something, Um where you're working with someone. But for those of you who are coaches, mentors, movement teachers, um, whether you do hypnotherapy, we've worked with some people in hypnotherapy, um, what we know about education and what we know about transformation is that transformation occurs better when people can access the information about you more. Depends on the way different people learn. So notice I didn't say learning styles. I was careful not to say that, but I'm the type of person where um, when I really want to learn something, I might show up to sort of a live call and learn it, but I will probably re-listen to that thing again while I'm cooking dinner or I'm driving to get my children or driving to the store. I want to personally marinate in that experience and there's no possibility for me to marinate in that experience if I can only access the knowledge of my mentor only when I go and see them for that 90-minute session. Um, and it's funny because I look back in time and I remember my very first Pilates mentor, and I always called her my mentor. Her name is Con Connelly Weinberg. She now teaches something called Mindful Spine. But she would teach me Pilates, but she's such a good teacher. She, and she kind of knew, and eventually I, I, I became, she kind of taught me Matt Pilates and how to teach that before I went and got formally certified through Stott. But the point is she would give me packets of work to go work on because this was pre-internet, right? So she'd be like, okay, go, you know, go study X, Y, or Z anatomy so that I would feel connected to my mentor, even if I was just drawing out um and you know picture you know the the scapula because that's what I I first started doing with with Pilates and things like that and so it's that it's not only that I had the work for the the homework for me to do it's that I felt that wow she thought of me 
She thought of me so much and cared about my learning so much that she didn't only want me to learn about my own Pilates practice when I was coming in to see her twice a week, which I was doing, but also the time in between. And I think any person who's a really good educator has probably already been doing that the whole time, but we're not charging for it appropriately. <laughs> um, and so that's one of the things about transformative education is that and why it works so well in the online space is that you might work or hybrid space is you might work with people and they come and see you for your personal services. But ideally, and hopefully you can have some sort of six week course, two week intro, 10 or 12 week course that can support them. Or if you work with a multitude of populations, maybe you have okay, well, like at my studio, we don't work, you know, we work with the pre and postnatal population, but that's a very small, finite amount of time. So we're not a pre and postnatal based business, but we definitely have those people. And so it's really supportive for us to offer them work, a series of videos that is curriculum based, that brings them through an arc of understanding versus just not having anything that supports them. Um, and so that's been really, really positive for us um, and in the transformation, because it's a huge transformation for women to, you know, build and birth a child, right? Like talk about a transformation. And so they need support around that. And it's not always going to happen when they can see you in person. And so that I think is one of the reasons why in this age of transformation, we're seeing so much that whether it's a blend of in-person and online curriculum or it's all online, that you're able to offer that that transformation to your students within the online space. Yeah, and I think it's really just a matter of um, not positioning one thing as the thing that creates the biggest impact. So let's, again, just open this up to like anybody doing anything. If your intention is to make an impact, get somebody to change in some way, whether that's to develop a skill that will help them, in, you know, increase their, uh, you know, be better at their job or a parent to be better parent. Like there is a transformation that's going on, right? There's a, there's a point A where we start and a point B where we want to end up. The mistake I think people make is, is saying it's all about this one thing. And then we, we um, it's like the golden egg, you know, or the magic bullet. But the truth is that humans don't work that way. So whatever industry you're in and whatever it is that you believe is the, is the golden egg or magic bullet of making an impact or changing habits or transformation, use whatever your language is, we're after the same thing. We want change for people. If you're, if you're in this, you know, if you're in the change industry, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, but there is not one thing that does it better than another, because as Anne is saying, people are diverse. Learning is diverse. Learning is complex. Learning is interpersonal. Learning is emotional, right? And so we have long since debunked in the academic field of education that there is there are learning styles and you or I or Anne have like one 
you know, one primary learning style and we suck at the rest. Like it's just not, it's just not the truth. What we know now based on science is that we all have these myriad ways of learning and we tap into those myriad ways of learning, depending on the context, the social construct, whether we feel safe or not in our nervous system. And so to transform somebody means to thoughtfully and skillfully with discernment to use Anne's word, the choose the ways in which your students or clients or patients have access to change making knowledge practices opportunities to ask questions opportunities to be autonomous opportunities to be in community this is really what's required of us to transform people if you are in the movement industry um, particularly in the pilates industry that both ann and i matriculate from um, there, there's a long, a long history of believing that the one-on-one -on -one contact and in-person contact is the highest form of impact. And as Anne was pointing out, the major problem with that is that it's limited to one hour and people are paying for a very specific purpose, which is to move. And if you are only just moving people in that one hour, it leaves no room for deeper exploration, reflection, inquiry, you know, d dialoguing, um, all of these things. And so we can't expect that transformation can even be delivered in one hour. Oh, Anne's got something to say. She's raising her hand. You've been doing that a lot. <laughs> I'm used to Zoom where I can push the hand, right? Yeah. But no, I feel like, I feel like, and what happens is we then just assume that they've had this amazing experience in studio because or they do. in office or even on a Zoom call. And then we just make an assumption that they're going to be able to bridge the gap from this. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, they don't. We don't. It, it's, it's, it's known. It's human knowledge. And we think, well, they're adults. They know how to do that. But the reality is we all need support. And it's almost easier to get the results with the amazing transformative results with you, the practitioner, than on their own, right? How are they going to re really replicate that on their own so that then they, and then, they come back, they, then they can come back to you and you can take them to an even higher level? It doesn't mean just providing with the, them with the transformation so they're on their merry way. So that means you as the practitioner can continue to grow in your practice, which is absolutely something that Chantilla and I have seen in our own practice mm -hmm. and something that we've seen a lot in the teachers and the mentors that we work with is that they're able to continue to grow. Because if you're a learner, you're a lifelong learner, right? And this concept that you're just going to kind of stay at this level, um, at least for me, at least, at least for the people I, I resonate with, I think we want, we want to keep that growth. So I just wanted to share that because that little light bulb went off when you, when you mentioned that. Yeah. So there are so many opportunities right now to bring online education uh, into your business, no matter what your business is. So, you know, we really want to, we want to say that this is it, important for those of you in the movement profession, but also extends to anybody who 
is is doing change work. Um, and there is a way to do transformational change work in the online space. But here is the number one reason you don't, and it doesn't work. What is it, Anne? Tell them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's failure to launch. <laughs> yeah. So when I would say 40% of the folks who come to work with Anne and I have tried some form of bringing their work online, whether they've created um, an online workshop, they're, they're doing a virtual you know, studio, they have a membership site, they have you know, like tried all these different things. Um, and they've spent a lot of time and money creating them, but never followed through with like launching them and selling them or integrating them, right? They get so far, they get overwhelmed. Many of us are overwhelmed by the technology. Um, many of us are overwhelmed by the marketing, the launch process, and we just don't do it, right? And so that is why we are really excited to share with you this free workshop that I mentioned before that Abe Crystal and Danny Inney are doing. It's this Thursday, November 17th. Let me pull up the details for you. Um, it is called the Fail-Proof Method for Launching Your Online Course in Less Than a Day. Now, when I first read that, I'll be totally honest, I was like, that's baloney. <laughs> you can't do it. But they actually have such a beautiful system uh, in place where um, they are veterans of online course creation. And, and we have vetted this. Not only have Anne and I been using this platform for a decade, and, and what we love, let me digress for a moment, um, is, is the versatility, is the ability for us as the educator and creator to attend to all of the variants in our learners. So we can customize it to no end. It gives us the opportunity to connect with people live um, in a distance learning capacity, video, audio, uh, webinars. It's like everything, it's literally everything in one package. And the reason I've continued to use it all of these years is because it is so simple, it's so direct, it's so intuitive. Um, it's got just enough bells and whistles, in my opinion, to do all of the things that serve our dedication to transformation and the curriculum design, right? Really teaching for variants and developing expert learners. You've heard us talk about all of these things over the many, many months and episodes. Um, and they just know what they're doing. It's so easy to use from a perspective that is not just about, honestly, it's not just about ease, it's about integrity. And I know that many of you listening um, care about that, maybe even more than ease, <laughs> right? Is that is that the platform and the thing that you're using is, actually is able to deliver the transformation that you desire. Um, and I and I really believe that they've been able to do that. Now, I am not a fan of the canned work 
kind of thing, you know, like taking a thing done for you and then delivering it. However, I am a fan of getting you to, to launch um, because as Anne said, this is the number one hurdle is failure to launch. Um, so we want you to overcome that, right? And when you overcome it once, the next time is 100% easier or at least 50% easier, right? And I can see you wanting to say something, which is why I love the video uh, uh, portion of our podcast recordings. Yeah, no, I mean, I just am in complete agreement. Like, and what I was sort of excited is that Chantil and I saw that in our own, when we were auditing our own work, we're like, oh, wow. Yeah. The real challenge is people are just not launching. So how can we redesign our curriculum? Not all people, but some people, right? So how can we redesign our curriculum so that we create pieces within the curriculum that support people with launching? Because that's the transformation that we're teaching is transforming people to taking their practices from a service-based, maybe dollar per hour model to a transformation, uh, potentially digital product model or, you know, hybrid model, Mm -hmm. right? That's what we, that's what we want for for you because most people in the service-based economy are kind of on a hamster wheel with how much they can get paid and they have a low ceiling. And so this, the online and the transformation combined those pieces really allow you to, to, to get to a whole other level for your economic security. But what I wanted to share is that what's so powerful about what Chantilla and I noticed is that, yeah, like people were not launching. And then what was really fun is like, I think a week or two later, I was sort of like looking into the industry of online education and they're like, that's the number one problem. And I'm like, that's the one that we found and we addressed. So it's always good to know when you're looking at different people in different fields that you hear the same thing. So yeah. it is really common to failure to launch. Like that is a common thing. So if you have had that struggle, you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. It's a very common challenge. That's why when you launch something, it is so helpful and supportive to do it in a group. Another supportive opportunity is to have something pretty well created for you, which this is what one of the opportunities that they're offering here. And that then sometimes that's what you need because then you can like tweak it and play with it and make it yours. But you, it's like, you need that way to get you started. And Chantel and I are so committed to education and transformation. And if we know that it's failure to launch, if that's the thing that's going to work for you, is to get that piece that's essentially a done-for-you course that you can modify and tweak to make your own, then by all means, (laughs) we want you to have that opportunity because we want more people within within the service-based industry to be able to offer transformation because people who seek services desire transformation. Mm-hmm. They desire to get out of pain. They desire to lose weight. They desire to feel like they can find love again. If you're in the love-based business, they desire that they um, can feel good in their body after 40. Like there's a lot of different things there, right? Um, they desire to lead teams that doesn't, you know, 
suck their soul out of them. (laughs) Whatever it is like that they're desiring, that's the transformation. And if you're only offering them a a dollar per hour exchange of support, they're never probably, they're probably going to be lacking in some of the transformation that you can provide for them. Yeah. And I mean, it just, it's like, it's like, what's the saying, leaving money on the table. We feel like if you don't, if you don't launch, you know, you have all this brilliance, you have all this experience, you have all this intuition and you have tons of education. But if you put it into an online course and you never put it into the world or what happens to, which is so disheartening, both I know this as a, as a, you know, having experienced that and watching other people experience it is that you create a thing and, and nothing happens. Nobody responds. Right. So it's like, but when we can overcome these barriers, which seem so huge and heavy and insurmountable, but really aren't when we find the right tools and the right resources, we're really just leaving, we're leaving not only money on the table, we're leaving fulfillment on the table. Yeah. An opportunity and ability to like expand and be creative. Like (laughs) there's a lot you're leaving on the table. So we want you to, if you feel like you've struggled with launching, getting your ideas out there, but you, or maybe you're just like too strapped for time and you're just like, there's just no way we promise you there is a way. But if, if that's a relief that you have, and this is the thing that's going to help you cross that finish line, we really want you to cross that finish line because then you've no longer failed to launch. And then it's the next step, which is really exciting and expands you and expands your students or your clients or your patients or whoever the the population you serve. Well, it makes a lot of sense from the perspective of skill acquisition and the CCLM, which is something that we teach from pretty regularly. It's the conscious competence learning matrix. And what we know about learning is that we have to we have to work in the framework of like um, top down processing first, right? We need somebody to say, "Here's how you do a thing. Here are the pieces. Here's the checklist. Be very methodical. Be consistent. Be repetitive. Just do the thing I'm telling you to do." It's like learning scales, you know, like you're learning your your chords on a guitar or singing scales or the basics of driving, which my son is doing right now. It's like don't get creative with any of it. Just follow the, follow the framework and practice it over and over and over again. Um, we need that. Our brains need that for learning. It's really, really critical. And how I see what, what uh, Danny and Abe are doing as being so powerful for our community of educators who want to move online in some way um, is that you're getting to see a thing already done and created. Hi, Kat. Um, and and it's like, oh, this is what it looks like. This is how I do it. This is how a, a well-designed, transformative, uh, focused program is designed and, and can look like. Now, there's a lot of different ways. And Anne and I would, you know, Anne and I are in the business of teaching you how to expand on that in a really powerful way. But when you're starting... You got to have just what's the framework? Tell me the blueprint. Let me see it. Let me do it over and over again, and then I can, I can, I can add. I can add flourishes. I can go deeper. I can add nervous system work. I can like all the things that we really feel like are important. You have to know how to do it, you know, in the beginning. And although that is what Ann and I do, 
because we realize that failure to launch is such a major roadblock, we are just completely dedicated to supporting you and giving you resources to help you overcome that. So then you can expand your greatness, expand your creativity, expand your impact, because you don't have to worry about the tech stuff. And that is, again, why we love Rizuku and why we've used it and we recommend it to all of our are all of our people is because it is so easy to use and it does help us overcome that the um, the tech challenges in particular. So let me give you the details. We're going to include the link to register for this three-hour um, program in the show notes and below in the comments. So it's Thursday, November 17th, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's totally free. It's three hours and it's called the fail-proof method for launching your online course in less than a day. Um, and let me just wrap things up for us by telling you a little bit about what you're going to discover in this workshop, um, how to build a complete course in less than a day, including the content and the tech setup. Uh, and this is based on, again, all their years of of creating online courses um, and designing online educational platforms, how you can use courses to generate a steady stream of new business, new clients, new students, um, new patients, so that you do not have to um, be in that cycle of feast and famine, which many of us who are solopreneurs or own our own businesses can experience. I'd also say this is the way, and this is what Ann and I are also so committed to, this is the way to get off the dollars for our hamster wheel and start to leverage your knowledge and experience for a greater time, location, and financial freedom. You know, that's our that's our banner. We're always flying. Um, and then they're going to talk about the top three obstacles to creating online courses and how to breeze past them and just get started. Um, and then the four surefire ways you can make money from your online courses um, and, and, and a lot more. Obviously, three hours is going to be jam-packed with all kinds of juicy information. Anything else I should add, Anne, before we close the, the show today? No, I think that's it. But I mean, I'm Chantel and I are excited to, to partner Um with Abe Crystal and Rizuku, this is something we had a lot of conversation about, and we're just thrilled to to share their work. Um, so we hope that it allows those of you who are listening to see the possibilities when you when we sort of all step out of our silos, right, of our work and how we can really um, make connections, collaborate. Um, and work with other people in different industries and really get inspired from different industries. I've always been someone who, who's been really inspired from the intersection of different um, concepts and, and ideas. So if you get jazzed up about that, or if you don't know, or you're willing to, to get interested, if you get jazzed up about that, we encourage you to sign up. Yeah. All right. Well, we have one more um, podcast in this mini series, and it will be on Wednesday um, the 14th and, oh wait, no, today's 14th, Wednesday, the 16th. Um, and we're going to be talking about, uh, the hands-on support every teacher, coach, mentor needs to go online, especially. So we're going to be, we're going to be kind of expanding this concept of 
um, when you only prioritize one way of connecting as being the only way or the, you know, at the top of the hierarchy, we're going to really share some tips and tools and tricks with you um, to shift that and open your mind up to other things that you can do to create transformation um, in your students, your clients, or um, your customers. So stay tuned. Yeah, for that. you'll walk away with some good strategies. So bring a notepad. That's right. right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for your kind attention and we will see you in the next episode. Well, as always, we'd like to say a big thank you for your time and attention. We know how precious it is. We love hanging out with you and serving this amazing community of inspired leaders and educators who desire to make a bigger impact and bring their whole selves to this awesome party. We hope you are leaving feeling a little inspired, refreshed, maybe even excited, and a little bit giddy. The absolute sweetest and most powerful thing you can do to support this not-for-profit, minimally sponsored podcast is to tell us how much you love us, and there are a couple of ways you can do that. You can leave us your comments and reviews on iTunes or YouTube. Both are better. And if you didn't know we have a YouTube channel, now you do. Or by sending us the occasional love letter to embodiedbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope you'll keep asking, how do I want my business and my life to feel?